3: Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and today we have a very special episode called uh, Why Watch the Clone Wars? This is the perfect one to send to a friend who you're trying to convince to watch Star Wars The Clone Wars. And, uh, you know, we, we have a, a couple of testimonies, I guess you could call them, from people who have uh, have seen the show. Uh, you know, we had a, a couple of people send in voicemails, which is really nice. So uh, thank you to everyone who did that. And, uh, you know, we'll go through them one by one as well as all the reasons why The Clone Wars is important, why it's crucial of the story, why it's just a good show, and uh, why you should watch it. So, uh, let's get right into it.
0: Another happy landing.
2: Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to hear that song again. Yeah, we, we got a... This isn't exactly a Clone Wars Talk episode, but uh, I figured it would be uh, kind of nice to pull out the old template for, uh, for Clone Wars Talk and, and use that for this episode because uh, because of the, purely the nostalgia factor involved with, with this show. And, uh, you know, if, if any of you guys have gone through the Clone Wars Talk series uh, beginning to end, I mean... First of all, congratulations. Uh, I mean, I I I, uh, I didn't realize that there would there is anybody out there that that did go through the whole series, but uh, I believe there are. And uh, you know, it's running a podcast like this. It's it's tough to kind of you know you you get those typical. Uh, those typical stats that you'd, you'd get maybe on a YouTube video or whatever you can, you can see generally kind of what country people are tuning in from and you know, what your, what your listenership is like, but, uh, it's not like you can keep track of, of, of each individual person's listens or anything like that. So, you know, I have no idea if, if any of you have, uh, have gone through beginning to end through that, through that podcast series. But if you have, congratulations and uh, thank you for, for just uh, going through that entire 40 part project that Diego and I put together. You know, it was a big, it was a big one. And uh, you know, when we started the thing, the podcast was still kind of getting off the ground and stuff. So um, not to mention the first couple uh, chunks of Clone Wars can, and you know, I hate to start it off like this, but uh, the first couple seasons, I guess, like the, the first one or two seasons, it's a foundation that it takes some getting used to, and then once the show kind of gets its foot in the door, it really finds itself and, and, and really gets going. And there's a lot more to talk about. So I found that the later episodes of Clone Wars talk, you know, Diego and I really had so much more to kind of break down and and uh, and really kind of get into good conversation with, just because of that that material uh, became so rich in the end, and and the show aged very well. You know, it aged with with its viewers. And, uh, you know, I guess we're just diving right into this, but, uh, but yeah, first of all, I mean, if you haven't gone through the Clone Wars at all, uh, you know, I highly recommend doing it. It's my highest recommendation. And many of you know, Diego from our Clone Wars talk series podcast, uh, the sub that happened, uh, he wasn't able to make today and, uh, unfortunately, uh, was busy, but, uh, you know, he has his highest recommendation to the Clone Wars as well. I, I took some time trying to convince Diego to get into the show. And, and all that stuff and you know i said to him i said this show is the last thing that george ever did before he sold the company and diego's one of those people uh, one of those fans that that really has a hard time dealing with the story that we got from from the sequel films and you know and it's it's he's in that boat like many like many star wars fans are uh, at times and uh, you know it's i said to him i said hey look if you want the classic george lucas star wars vision you know the clone wars is where you look because that is where george left the company you know he he he, he, he essentially gave birth to the clone wars and uh, <laughs> it created this this uh, this amazing story with with the help of uh, of dave filoni and his his team and uh, you know Lucas Animation, all the all the great people working in post-production to to make this show possible, and uh, was reinventing how animation was done on television for for from a new point of you know a new quality of standard kind of thing, and uh, at the same time was teaching Dave how to be a director you know, like a cinematic director because they didn't shoot Clone Wars the way that they do with most animated shows. They shot Clone Wars to be very theatrical. And George wanted every single episode to be as if it would be played on the big screen. So the mentality behind Clone Wars is the same as the films. And uh, and it was the last thing that he had in 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 the, the work in progress when he left Lucasfilm to Disney and, and sold the company. So I said to him, the Clone Wars is the last thing George did. I mean, would you not want to see that? I mean, you know, if you love George's six films so much, you know, just do it, dude. That's what I said to him. So eventually he's like, all right, all right, all right. So, so, you know, I sat him down, we watched the show and, uh, and I, and he's like, okay, it's rough. You know, we, you know, we started chronologically. So we started with the first couple things on the list and he he had mixed feelings about it. And the first couple episodes from the season one that we had on the chronological viewing order he was like man i, I don't know about this <laughs> you know and he hated he didn't like ahsoka at all he was struggled a lot with that and uh and i said man i remember when you and i went to the theater to see the theatrical release film and that's the uh that's like the third thing on the chronological list and uh i said I remember us biking back home from the movie theater and you said to me, that was the worst thing in Star Wars you'd ever seen. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I vaguely remember this. And uh, I said, yep, you know, uh, I, I at the time I said, like, I, I had a hard time agreeing with you, but really Ahsoka really kind of got on my nerves at times. And that's what makes her such a great character today is because the between the performance of Ashley Eckstein and the animation... And, and the story and, and what Dave kind of delivered in the end as well as George and how they evolved that character was beyond any other character story arc I'd ever seen. It was, uh, it was the pinnacle of what you would call great character development. And uh, we had the privilege of watching such a great character and such a, uh, a truthful vision of what a Jedi should be. Uh, take a place in Anakin Skywalker's heart and in his life and play such a big role in that story. And, uh, you know, to, to have the ability to watch this show was was just, you know, in the end uh, has become uh, so incredible, you know, to, to have such a genuine Star Wars story uh, accessible like that. And over, over the course of, of uh of what would have what would have been eight seasons worth of a show uh you know it's still such a such an amazing amazing story with so many story arcs and so many characters to just uh really get into depth with and and really fall in love with if you if you're if you're a big star wars fan so before i kind of go further if you have a moment it would be just amazing. If uh, if you're on an Apple device to go to iTunes or your App Store, just while you're listening here and just uh, hit the five stars, you know, it really, really helps us out. Some sort of algorithm, you know, helps us in the search results. So if you're able to do that, if you tuned into more than uh, a few episodes now or whatever, uh, it would be just uh, a huge help if uh, if you just either, you know, left a review or, uh, or hit the five star rating, you know, that really helps us out a lot. You guys have no idea. So, um, people can easier find the show. So uh, that and uh, you know, possibly just posting the, the most recent episode, maybe this one on social media for everyone to see. Just be like, hey, uh, listen to this Star Wars podcast uh, this week. It's awesome. And the host is uh, very entertaining. So uh, that would be a huge help. And if you can do that, uh, I, I, I graciously thank you. So uh, let's get back into it here. Uh, the Clone Wars came out in 2008 with the theatrical animated release and it was fairly mixed reviews uh and then uh, the show shortly followed after that with uh, exclusively on Cartoon Network now it wasn't long after that um that uh well actually originally it wasn't exclusively on Cartoon Network he was also playing on on a few other channels Um, I know in Canada it was also on CTV and after like three or four episodes, it was exclusively on Cartoon Network. So harder to access for anybody who didn't have that channel. But, uh, you know, this is the beauty of today and these online streaming services. You can just you can just pay for them up front and, you know, there you go kind of thing. But, uh, you know, George had the idea for the Clone Wars animated series in 2002. And this was, of course, when Attack of the Clones, the movie, came out in theaters. So it wasn't long after that, that between 2003 and 2005, that the uh, the Gendi Tartavosky 2D animated Star Wars Clone Wars series came out. And that's the the non-canonized two-dimensional, what they call the Star Wars Clone Wars micro-series. Uh, not to be confused with Star Wars, the Clone Wars, which is what we're actually talking about here. So that was kind of that. Uh, if you've ever seen pictures of the 2D Clone Wars online, uh, that's what that was. And it was a very limited run, which kind of supposed to express fill on the gaps between episodes two and three before episode three made it to, to theaters, uh, which was uh, then in 2005. So uh, but Star Wars, the Clone Wars, as the 3D animated series is... Uh, was actually announced uh, at at uh, Celebration Three in April of of two thousand five, which uh, George had referred to as a three D continuation of the pilot series. Uh, so Dave Filoni was then hired as a supervising director, and uh, you know that was that was that. So. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing how this thing started it started so long ago when you think about it i mean you know 2000 2005 when it was first announced that's uh i mean you know what are we talking like like uh 16, 16 years i think at this point now uh which is uh pretty insane so uh, you know it's uh it's a legendary it, it's a, it's an original lucas project you know star wars the clone wars is going back to, to OG kind of prequel times here. And, uh, you know, they were hard at work on on that animated show uh, quite a while. I think they started production in 2005 and uh, that led up into the uh, 2008 release of the animated film. And, uh, you know, it, was, uh, it became more successful as time went by. And like anything, like Harry Potter, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of other series here that kind of ages viewers grow up, but, Uh, You'll notice that at the beginning, you know, in the seasons, it's not as thorough. It's not as it's not as dark. It's not as, uh, you know, not as rich with Star Wars content as you might want. And as it kind of went forward, it found itself, it found its identity and it became more than just about the war between the Republic and the Separatist Alliance. It was it was then a show not only encompassing this story during this time, but it also had the opportunity to focus in on certain things and tell certain certain story arcs that that really kind of uh, was was just a cool in depth look at at something right something interesting uh, and uh, you know it's not my favorite arc in the world but uh, you know an example of this might be the Zillow Beast arc, which would be. Two episodes about uh, almost like a Star Wars version of Godzilla. So, what this has to do with the larger picture of Star of the Clone Wars is as is, you know, there's really not much significance to that storyline at all in the context of the overall event that's happening. But uh, it was it was fun. It was something for them to do on the show that that they that they hadn't ever done that the movies couldn't do. And something that George wanted to do, right? Like he, he came into the writers' room and said, "I, w- I want Godzilla and you know, 22 minutes kind of thing." And uh, Star Wars has always been George's playground for trying out new things, and so that's where the Clone Wars really kind of came into into uh, into his playroom, I guess you could call it. So, you know, there's there's that which is. Uh, it's interesting as a creative as a creative freedom for for George. This show really had a, uh, no limits, essentially. And and Dave, it was uh, it was a good testing ground for him as a, as a director as well. Now, as far as the event of the Clone Wars goes, I mean, this is an event that was talked about in all the way back in 1977 in Star Wars, what then became A New Hope, Episode Four, and. People have been wondering about what the Clone Wars was for so long. You know, like anybody who who watched the original trilogy back in the day and and uh, had that early that early experience with having half a trilogy uh, and not even a full saga yet. Like they had one movie, maybe two. I mean, Empire Strikes Back came out, and there was more questions and. Uh, You know, if you're in that crowd of people, if you're in that boat, I mean, I'm just fascinated by what might have what kind of questions you guys had about what the Clone Wars was when Ben Kenobi tells Luke Skywalker about the Clone Wars, you know, and and I'll play the clip now uh, just so we get a bit of a refresher here. But, uh, yeah, let's take a listen.
3: No, my father didn't fight in the wars. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. That's what your uncle told you. He didn't hold with your father's
1: ideals, thought he should have stayed here and not gotten involved. You fought in the
3: Clone Wars?
1: Yes. I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. I wish I'd known him. He was the best star pilot in the galaxy, and a cunning warrior.
2: I understand you've become quite a good pilot yourself, and he was a good friend. All right. So if you if you if you're old enough to kind of think uh, twenty years ago, or uh, or if you're you know if you're in your thirties or something like that, you know it might be it might be a little easier. But uh, if you're around the age of twenty and stuff, it might be a little hard. Uh, but it's it's really not a tremendous amount of time. I mean, if you think about the time between today and World War II, that was a long time ago. Uh, but 20 years is really not that far, and, and that's the time period that we're talking about here between episode four and episode three, which really marked the end of the Clone Wars. So, you know, 23 years going on, it's, uh, it's not that far. And, and this war, the Clone Wars, is responsible for the way that the galaxy looks by the time of the original trilogy. So it's really crucial to, to the history of the Star Wars galaxy and, and the state that we see it in in those original films. There's been a lot of talk recently about The High Republic, which is uh, an era that Lucasfilm has introduced to the mix uh, via the latest uh, series of books and comics and all that stuff that's coming out this year. And eventually, a series on Disney Plus will also take place during the High Republic. It's called The Acolyte. And uh, if you've been playing the Oculus Quest VR games, you'll know that one of the short adventures during the High Rep- uh, dur- uh, takes place during the High Republic, which is a, an unlockable mission at the, uh, close to the end of the game. As soon as you collect all these, uh, these ingredients for a drink in the cantina, the, the bartender there tells you a story which uh, happens during the, the age of the High Republic. So now, if you don't know much about the High Republic, it's an era that takes place 200 years before the Phantom Menace, which is 200 years before the Clone Wars and the prequels and all that stuff. And uh, it, it kind of br- bridges that gap until we get to the prequel trilogy or about 50 years before. So that they've described to be as uh, the, the High Republic is the, the Jedi in their prime. So this is when the Jedi are at their, their best, you know, and, uh, and officially the prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars is officially labeled as the fall of the Republic, the fall of the Jedi. So this is another interesting thing about the Clone Wars is it's really not the Jedi in their prime. This is the Jedi kind of, I mean, and this is the way that, uh, that I look at it at least. It's really not the Jedi in their prime in the sense that they're doing things the right way. It's it's Jedi in their their one of their most powerful states, uh, military-wise, and and uh, you know, like they, they have a lot of power, but that's that's part of the the great grand story of how they fall. Is is they're so wound up in politics, they're so wound up in their Jedi code and and their their prophecies and the, everything else that it gets the better of them, you know. And uh, they, they lose sight of what they really should be standing for. And these peacekeepers become generals in a, in a war that they should never be fighting. And so it's, it's, it's a fascinating story about how, how I mean, I mean, if you think of like monks, for example, like, you know, the Jedi should be like monks, like peacekeepers, like, you know, karate. You know, the, if you've ever watched the Karate Kid, you know, for defense, not for attack, like, well, like what Yoda's saying, like, you know, the force is, is for defense. Uh, you know a Jedi never attacks kind of thing. And so like you get these these translated elements into the Jedi code. And and in the Clone Wars it's so not true. Like like we watched that show and it's like what are you doing? You know, like like you look at even even Obi-Wan and you know just cutting down droids and It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy to see the Jedi kind of acting this way and being a part of something that they really shouldn't be being part of. But that's what makes that story just so good. And you see the people rioting against the Republic and all this stuff. And it really just, the last straw is when Palpatine so easily convinces all the senators, aside from Bail Organa and Padme uh, and Mon Mothman, the people that are responsible for the rebellion, uh, he he so easily converts like 95% of the senators in the in the Imperial Senate now at this point. He makes the empire happen uh, by saying that the the Jedi have left me scarred and, and uh, you know, I have, have attempted uh, a coup, essentially. And so you, it makes you wonder, and Padme says like, this is how liberty dies, thunderous applause. And it's just so easy, you know, just snap of the fingers, just like that. What what happened? You know, like like this is the three years went by and, uh, you know, nothing like we had, we were on the brink of civil war and attack of the clones. But, uh, you know, aside from like one man is not responsible for this, you know, Palpatine uh, orchestrated this entire thing. Yes, but he's not the sole one, the sole responsible reason as to why the Jedi fell. Right. And so the the Clone Wars is, is is an amazing inside look at all these little things that contribute to that story, and uh, and just how many uh, little things worked into the uh, turning of Anakin Skywalker and, and the relationship between him and Padme and and him and uh, and Obi Wan and. Um, you know, and even an inside look at, we have other characters that have great story arcs too, like like the beginnings of Boba Fett, which of course we're going to be getting a, a Boba Fett series later this year called The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. And uh, no doubt they're going to pull strings from from his story, which uh, at the moment, majority-wise, takes place during the Clone Wars. You know, there's quite a few arcs where he actually has a big storyline. And, uh, there you know, there's, there's just, there's so much in this show that builds such a foundation for the future of Star Wars, and and the future I don't necessarily mean because we're we're beyond the, the the time period now in which they're telling stories that are based in the New Republic and that the whole sequel trilogy era. You know we're getting a few tidbits here and there, but but the majority of all this Disney Plus content is going to be based after Episode six in an era that they're calling the New Republic. Uh, that's that's the official era name for, for this new, uh, this new wave of content that they're putting out, which includes the Mandalorian, the Ahsoka show, uh, Rangers of the new Republic, uh, you know, all that stuff, the book of Boba Fett, it's all going to be tied together. And the Clone Wars is the first show uh, of two shows, which is building the foundation of that story. So first comes Clone Wars. Then we also got Star Wars Rebels and that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic uh, but, uh, but as far as the Clone Wars goes, that show comes first. It always came first. And, and quite frankly, you know, if you, if you watch Rebels and not Clone Wars, you're missing a lot. Like you're like a significant amount of things. Uh, so I always, I always tell anybody watch Clone Wars before you watch Rebels. And, uh, as well as the fact that, uh, we're getting a third animated show called The Bad Batch. Now, I, I'm pretty sure because this is also a Dave Filoni project, I'm sure we'll get some tie-ins between Bad Batch and some other of the Disney Plus shows, but I really don't think that it's going to be as crucial as, uh, as shows like Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Clone Wars really is. Uh, so uh, again, another big reason to watch the Clone Wars is the sake of, sto- of, of character foundation story foundation historical foundation it's 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 almost going to be the staple of the series if that makes any sense um so with with the star wars films you know you got the pre-existing uh six films from george lucas and if you go watch episode seven you're not really going to enjoy it as nearly as much if you haven't watched you know the previous six films right so in a way that when episode three came out it's like oh if you haven't seen the previous six films came out. I was like, why Why are you here? Like, why are you watching this movie? So, you know, the, with the, with the television series, you know, it's an integrated universe. So, so like all these things are kind of flowing together, telling a story. And, and yes, they're all, you know, independent in the sense that you could enjoy it still without seeing the other things. But if you really want to enjoy it to its, you know, absolute fullest potential, uh, it, all you got to do is watch the Clone Wars because the Clone Wars is the first thing on the list of the series which has this foundational build, right? And and then those series then work into the foundation of the films. So it's a very interesting kind of pyramid effect, the way that this story kind of builds on top of each other. And Clone Wars is really part of the base bed material. Um, it's something that George had outlined, uh, not like every episode of the show or anything, but as an event, the Clone Wars as an event was planned out from the very beginning, like before he even did episode four, uh, it, you know, which released in 77, the Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy was something he wanted to do. And this is something that came up in the Star Wars archives book, which was recent really, uh, recently released and uh, has a really in-depth look at George's original vision of, of the Star Wars films. And, and I th- it was either in the, 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 newest one that came out or the one before, but, uh, but Lucas really had this idea for a, a Star Wars movie that would really start with the creation of, of Darth Vader, which would, would be Anakin Skywalker. That was in one of the first, one of the first movies, uh, one of the first two. And, you know, and it, it evolves from there and stuff and so on and so forth. And, and eventually you get an outline that has, uh, has you know more than six movies on it. and um, quite frankly, I mean, you know we got what we got I mean, he, he released Star Wars, which was uh, starting in in the middle of things and and uh, by the time that uh, you know it was a guaranteed, okay, we're moving on to do the next one. He re-released the film, relabeled it as, as Star Wars episode four, a New Hope, uh, to make it clear to everyone this was not the beginning. like this was never intended to be the beginning. And, you know, the closer we get to the start of things, uh, which is being the Phantom Menace, is, uh, is where kind of that root of Star Wars really begins. And the biggest event out of all these things that happen in the prequels, aside from the turning of Anakin Skywalker, is the Clone Wars. It's this big war that happens. The, the thing that creates the Empire. The thing that creates Darth Vader. The thing that creates the Emperor. You know, the thing that really is responsible for the fall of the Jedi, uh, you know, it's the thing that that makes, uh, a, you know, indirectly, it, it's the thing that makes uh, Luke and Leia uh, orphaned kids that, that then have to be adopted by, you know, Bail and then Luke's aunt and uncle on Tatooine. You know, it's really responsible for so many things. So, uh, you know, it's, it's crucial in, in so many ways um, as far as a historical point of view goes as well. So uh, the other thing I want to put in is uh, it's just a fun story, you know, like like it's a fun show. It's a it, it starts off fun. It's got really dark moments for those of you who really like darker stories. I mean, we get a whole series of of events that happens with Darth Maul. If you've seen Solo and were thoroughly confused, uh, it's because you hadn't seen the Clone Wars yet. And so you know we're getting to the point of this like time where the series and the films are so well highly integrated together that you really can't watch one without the other, um, without fully being able to get the full picture. You know what I mean? So uh, it's like it's like you can still enjoy Solo without having seen Clone Wars, but that one little appearance at the end it's like oh I I did not know why is he back? You know you have so many questions, but you know the fans who watched. The clone wars for for many years uh we're we're almost expecting that to happen you know because because like we've already seen star wars rebels at this point we already know that you know how this whole thing ends and uh this character would be alive during this time you know it's it's a surprise to the rest of us as well to have him show up but uh, i mean we don't have any questions as far as why that's being done you know whereas a lot of other people would would probably have questions as to like why he's even alive and uh that story is all filled in you know i know you're thinking it in the clone wars so <laughs> um you know you get some really fun stories like you, you know you get uh a lot of stories with uh, with obviously ahsoka kind of maturing and stuff like that you get those fun bantering episodes between Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, you get amazing stories about the force and the balance of the force and, and Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, Liam Neeson returns as force goes to Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, you get so much good star Wars content in this show. It's hard to leave that, that argument out that it's just enjoyable. Like, it's just like, and the action is so well done. Uh, it's, uh, the, and, and the visual effects are, are just fantastic. Um, this is the best animated TV show you will ever watch hands down. It's, it's, it's even more visually, uh, it's it more visually stunning than Star Wars Rebels or resistance. Um, it's the most visually amazing show you will ever sit down to watch on television. That's it. That's, that's, that's everything about the Clone Wars right there. In a, in a nutshell, uh, leaving out uh, most of the, the previous things I've already said, uh, that's uh, one of the biggest reasons also to watch the show. And uh, that being said, you, you got to keep in mind, this show did evolve as time goes by. So if you do start with season one, it, it, it's, it, it gets like a hundred times better by the end of that show. But you know, everything's, everything's got to start somewhere. So just keep that in mind. Uh, not saying that season one is terrible. I'm just saying it's it's rough it's 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 not it's not a smooth sailing season seven finale kind of story uh you know and uh arguably a lot of the arcs that happen in those earlier seasons are are very much not as crucial as as season three onwards goes um but uh, they do build the bedrock of of a lot of the character development as well as just showing those earlier moments when certain characters are introduced Uh, but once again Uh, the best way to watch this show is chronologically and in that first half of the of the list uh, you get a lot of mixed up episodes those first three seasons are topsy-turvy you know uh i I think the beginning thing that you start with chronologically is actually uh season two episode 16 it's called cat and mouse that's chronologically the first one that you start with and then you go to season one episode 16 uh, and then you go to theatrical animated film release so you know it's a tough way to watch it but quite frankly You know, all you got to do is print out the list. You can go to StarWars.com. Just search it up online. Type in Star Wars The Clone Wars Chronological Viewing Order. And you can print out a list, which uh, was easy enough. You know, you just leave it on your coffee table. You know, take a Sharpie and just cross off the episodes as you watch them. And it's a fun way to kind of go through the show. And and it's a pain to kind of flip around back and forth. Eventually, you get to the point where they're a little more in order. Uh, And I, I wish I could say right up until season seven that, uh, the later seasons were okay, but, uh, even season seven actually has one arc that's flipped before another one. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is and it is the optimal way to watch that show. And I mean, it's, it's a pain, but, uh, you won't regret it. Uh, you, you're going to be thoroughly confused when characters start coming back to life and you don't know why Uh, They're not, it's just because that episode took place before another one. So I highly, highly, highly recommend if you go through the show, print out the list, the chronological viewing order list, do it that way. It's the best way to do it. And uh, if you haven't checked out the Clone Wars Talk series, of course you can do that. It's 40 episodes long and always check the description because we actually go through the Clone Wars in order and have that in order status on the description of each episode. So if you click on the very first Clone Wars Talk part episode, you'll notice that uh, we have the things that we talk about listed below. And uh, if you go top down, you can follow that order along with Diego and I, and uh, we'll walk you through that whole show uh, including some of the the content that wasn't uh, put out onto Disney Plus or a, you know, Cartoon Network. Because uh, historically, if, uh, if you're not aware, Disney came in, bought the company, canceled Star Wars The Clone Wars. Many of us were devastated. I don't want to get into it too much because I've, I've spewed about it before. Uh, on many other episodes, but uh, quite frankly, you know, many years went by where we didn't get a thing, and they ended up adapting some of the unproduced episodes into other material. So uh, there's one arc which was adapted into a comic book. There was uh, eight episodes adapted into a novel, and uh, we had four episodes which were published uncompleted into uh, like a proxy animation state online on StarWars.com, and also released as bonus features on that Blu-ray for season six. So, you know, there's plenty of, of, uh, things, uh, those, those three things and plenty more arcs, which weren't finished. The show was originally supposed to be eight seasons long, each consisting of about 22 episodes. So we really got gypped in the end, I think, but I was still thankful that, uh, Disney ended, uh, ended up saying to Dave Filoni, you can finish the show before we move on to other things. And I feel like it's a good conclusion to have, uh before we get all this other content because that finale of season seven is really crucial uh to not only uh kind of what came before it throughout the whole Clone Wars show but uh, it's very crucial to everything going forward with the Bad Batch uh with the Mandalorian and Star Wars Rebels which came after so uh it really is uh, quite an important show uh, to be watching if anything so Print out the list, go through it, and uh, even higher recommendation. Go through Clone Wars talk and experience uh, just a really fun after show with with myself and Diego. Just uh, you know, just bantering about Star Wars: of Clone Wars and and really breaking down uh, the episode arcs for you guys and, and in a fun in a fun way. So uh, we have a series of uh, just. Collins, you know, uh some some voice voicemails. If you haven't left a voicemail yet on the show, feel free to do that at our speakpipe address. The link is in the description box, and if you can't click on it because of whatever podcast app you're using which prevents hyperlinks, uh just type it in manually. It's uh our speakpipe address is speakpipe.com slash Star Wars Escape Pod. So feel free to just hit that big orange start recording button. And uh, I believe you can leave a voicemail up to three minutes long. So, uh, you know, you're welcome to do that. We'd love to hear it from more of you guys. Um, But I had to reach into uh, my inner circle to get a few of these testimonies. And I'm very thankful that we got as many as we did. So uh, we'll start with the first one. Uh, Darian, thanks so much for uh, calling in on the show. And uh, uh, well, let's hear what your thoughts are on the Clone Wars. I
3: didn't to watch the Clone Wars at first because of the fact that it's a cartoon. I loved Star Wars, but couldn't see myself at the time watching what I thought was going to be a children's show. I quickly found out that like the movies, they are something every Star Wars fan would enjoy and not just children. My favorite part about the show is that it helps me understand parts of the movie that I never really understood. The Clone Wars shows the backstory of events and characters that later appear on in the movies. People should understand that the events in Clone Wars align with the movies. It is not simply a spin-off show with zero relevance. The highlight of the series for me is the final season, where we see what's happening in the rest of the galaxy during Order 66. My last point is the characters. Clone Wars introduces characters such as Ahsoka Tano and the Bad Batch. If you like Star Wars, you will love these characters that you do not get the pleasure of meeting in the movies.
2: Amazing, a really good point there. It's like we we really don't get a lot of the characters in Clone Wars in the movies. I mean, Adventurous is also a fan favorite character. Uh, you know, you get a lot more Dooku, a lot more Grievous. And the characters are true to the films and and, uh, very, very much original Star Wars content. So uh, if you want to experience more authentic Star Wars characters, uh, then uh, the Clone Wars is a great place to start. So let's hear from our next caller, Ethan.
1: So my name is Ethan. I've been a Star Wars fan ever since I was a kid. Um, When talking about the Clone Wars, uh, I think it's an excellent show. Um, it's got seven seasons packed full of background knowledge, uh, about Jedi, clones, other planets, relationships, conflicts, all within the canon, um, and it's, uh, you know, it's just a great, great way to bring a lot more value to the original movies that George Lucas, uh, directed and produced. So, yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, whether you're a kid or, you know, you're a full-grown adult, I still go back myself and I watch the shows. Um, But there's so much value to them in in terms of, you know, character development, knowledge of Star Wars and uh, just overall entertainment. So, yeah, if you're... No matter what age you are, I recommend definitely watching it.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Thanks for calling in, Ethan. And uh, yeah, it is Star Wars canon. It's part of the the canon storyline. So uh, obviously, I mean, you know, like what I mentioned about Maul showing up in Solo, all the things cross over. So this is a staple story in in the story saga, uh, uh, in the saga of of the Skywalker story. that was a bit of a mouthful there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is fun for uh, what you might say, the whole family. Uh, it does age as you get older. Uh, as as kids get older, the show aged. So uh, there was even some moments where the show had to cut some scenes uh, from Cartoon Network. But they do have the finalized episode director's cut uh, with all those original violent scenes in the Disney Plus version or the Blu-ray. So uh, if you watch it on Disney Plus, you're getting the full content of what it has to offer uh so let's uh, hear from our next caller ben thanks again for calling in uh let's hear what you have to say on star wars The clone wars
4: so the entirety of star wars all the movies are just entirely focused on really especially the prequels but the story of the skywalker um, of anakin skywalker of luke skywalker and I'm not gonna speak to your thoughts on if um Rey becomes a Skywalker by virtue of adoption or whatever but that Skywalker and it's just so incredible that in the Clone Wars they say what if we stop just focusing on the person which is a great story but they really put a strong focus on the world and that's why I think the world building of Clone Wars is is almost better than any other Star Wars media because they take it off just solely the character and put a lot more of the focus on the events of the world in the Star Wars universe. So you get things like way more planets are discovered. Um, side characters are like actually given a lot of detail. Um, like Ahsoka is incredible. Rex is an incredible character that you wouldn't really get to see unless you watch the Clone Wars. So if you love just seeing Clone Wars and how... Uh, yeah, if you love just Star Wars is seeing all the universe... And wanting to learn more about that, Clone Wars is the way to go.
2: Yeah, it's a great point. Um, thank you, Ben. And uh, yes, the world building is exceptional. I mean, we've we've uh, I, I would say Clone Wars has got the best world building of any Star Wars media at all, uh, because it is. I mean, it, it does help that it's got seven seasons, but uh, Star Wars Rebels did not take the advantage uh, this wide galaxy. I mean, it was really trying to focus in on a smaller set of characters and very much for the whole first season actually was focused in on on pretty much one planet uh there was very small appearances of of uh, environments on some ships and uh perhaps one other planet but uh or maybe two but it was really really small scale very much focused on one planet called Lothal and uh Clone Wars just jumped around all over the galaxy I mean this is a war that's happening going on between two factions that's you know, spread across the galaxy and arguably the Clone Wars was even bigger than the war between the rebellion and the Empire. So let's hear from our next listener, Blake. The Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon series actually
1: fixed the prequels for me. Uh, there were a number of issues in the movies, such as the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin, where they came across more as two squabbling people that didn't want to be around each other, as opposed to how Obi-Wan described them in A New Hope. Or he called them brothers another issue is how the jedi and the republic were so easily manipulated by palpatine and they just came across as really naive and foolish who just didn't bother looking any deeper into what was actually happening the prequels fixed both of these issues and several others and actually made the films a lot more cohesive and enjoyable for me to watch
2: all right, yeah. So uh, it, many of you might recognize Blake from uh, from the, the crew of the the podcast. Uh, he's actually joined us in quite a number of occasions now. At this point, to uh, to, to sit down and actually uh, as a guest on the show. So thanks, Blake, for for leaving a voicemail. Uh, but yes, uh, many people I've heard this argument before. I've always been a huge fan of the prequels, so this kind of uh, kind of goes over my head, but. Uh, but yeah, many people I, I recognize the fact uh, were not the biggest fans of the prequels, and and now today it's the sequels. But uh, but you know, there's there's still a lot of uh, a lot of unsureness about the, about uh, how the prequels handled Star Wars for certain people, and the Clone Wars was a staple element in kind of revitalizing the story a little bit really kind of bringing reason to those films uh or more reason you know not reason like that they need to happen but uh i mean reason for a lot of the things that happen in the movies uh and as as i mentioned earlier i mean george had this outline from the beginning you know the prequels existed in his head you know since before he even made star wars so i mean the arguments of having the prequels as a, as a film in the first place is is kind of uh, is kind of moot but uh, but as far as reasons for certain events that happened during the films, uh, relationships between characters, etc. Uh, the Clone Wars is, is a staple element into really bringing that to life a lot more uh, and, and really kind of making it uh, deeper in, in a way. So let's hear from our next caller. Brad, you're up next.
0: Why should you watch Clone Wars for maybe one of the best viewing experiences in possibly all of television history? You'll start off the show by not really caring about the characters that aren't in the movies like Ahsoka and Captain Rex. And by the last four episodes of the show, you'll be so invested that you almost don't want to watch the end. Because the last four episodes of the show take place the same time as Revenge of the Sith. And anyone who's watched Revenge of the Sith knows that Palpatine declares Order 66. And with most of the main characters being clones and Jedi you go in knowing exactly what's going to happen at some point but the way it's still delivered it just it almost makes you want to cry and in my instance i did cry because i was so invested that i knew what was going to happen but i didn't want it to happen that is why you should watch clone wars
2: all right, yeah, thanks, Brad. Um, so, Clone Wars had a total of twenty-three wins and and sixty-nine nominations over the course of its life period, uh, between Annie Awards, and uh, you know, I think actually that's yeah, it was just Annie Awards and 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 actors awards and and et cetera, like all all the awards that might be uh, won or potentially won by by anyone involved with the show. You yeah, know, it's quite a fair few amongst uh, amongst. Six to seven seasons worth of a show, uh, that's quite a lot. And, you know, it's highly recognized, widely recognized as one of the best animated shows visually and uh, of all time. And if many of you are are a a fan of the the, the 2D series Avatar on Nickelodeon, uh, Dave Filoni directed that show and Dave Filoni was uh, involved in in the Clone Wars, a big, big part of Clone Wars and and now of of Lucasfilm in general. Going forward, I mean, he did Star Wars Rebels and now he's part of the live action uh, series as well. So. You know, very interesting stuff. So let's hear from our next voicemail, Wes. Uh, thanks for calling in, also a guest on the show from time to time. Uh, let's hear what you have to say about Star Wars The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars brings an additional layer of depth
3: to the Star Wars universe. Do you know the full story behind Anakin's Apprentice or what happened to Maul after Obi Wan sliced him in two? A longer series like The Clone Wars is able to shed light on so much more of the Star Wars universe as well as introduce some super important characters that we're seeing in the new content by Disney. It helps viewers understand the backstory of some pivotal characters, as well as the context behind some of the stories that will soon unfold. Overall, The Clone Wars helps foster a deeper understanding and appreciation of the whole Star Wars universe,
2: and it would be a mistake to miss it. Alright, thanks Wes for uh, for leaving a voicemail and uh he's uh yeah he's absolutely right i mean it's it's honestly just a mistake to not watch the clone wars and uh it's it's such it's it's an enjoyable story it's a pivotal story it's it's a crucial story to the skywalker films and uh really just a staple event in the origins of even star wars itself i mean uh historically the clone wars is one of the biggest things to have happened in the galaxy and there are still things that affect even things during the sequels, which, which happened because of the Clone Wars. So, uh, you know, we, we have to really keep that in mind. Like this, this time period was, uh, was, was amazing, uh, for, for the sake of, of, uh, of certain things. I mean, if any of you haven't seen the Clone Wars and played the campaign in Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, you might be missing a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, and if not, if maybe you've gone through and, and, you know, seen some YouTube clips here and there and maybe filled in some of the some of the gaps, or whatever. You know, I think going forward, though, it's just important to, to keep in mind, there's so much more Star Wars coming. You know, there, there's an incredible amount of Star Wars stuff coming. And if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, which is arguably the biggest staple war event in the cinematic history of Star Wars, uh, you really might end up not getting the full picture. Uh, and I and I say that cautiously because um, because I don't want to give you any direct examples, <laughs> but uh, but I'm making the the case for the show at this very moment. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to watch it. And and if um, you know, if anything, owe it to George, owe it to Mr. Lucas to watch to watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars because uh, it's you're not going to be disappointed. You know, and, and I promise you that by the end of the st- uh, by end of the show you will not be disappointed. I've not met anybody who, who has complained about the story of the show. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times I'm, I might get somebody coming up which says, I really enjoyed the show, but the visual style wasn't for me. And that's okay. I mean, you know, the visual style, it's, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. I mean, it, it's got an art style like anything does as far as animation goes. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... Eventually, to me, it soaked in and I, I ended up really loving the gritty, the gritty, dirty, grungy look that they gave Star Wars The Clone Wars. It reminded me a lot of the 1313 Star Wars video game that we never got. And, uh, you know, it reminds me a lot of the, the gritty, dirty, grungy world that we see Luke Skywalker grow up in uh, in Episode 4. So for one last time, if you haven't watched The Clone Wars, you got to watch it. I highly recommend it. You got to watch it and do it chronologically. (laughs) All right, let's hit the outro. All right, thanks guys for tuning in. And uh, if you haven't already, please share this show with a friend or, uh, or, or rate us five stars if you can as well. That would help us out a lot and uh, feel free to follow us at the twitter feed which is at sw escape podcast and our email is the escape at outlook.com and if you haven't left a voicemail yet like the others that you just heard today you can leave a voicemail at our speakpipe address which is speakpipe.com star wars escape pod also listed in the description below and uh, boy that's a mouthful if you haven't uh, joined the discord that link is also in the description below and is found on our twitter feed as well so fun place to be it's a growing server feel free to leave some feedback once you join uh because uh, we want to be a fun star wars place to uh just chat with other fans and uh you know what this podcast is gaining a lot of traction so i gotta say big thank you to everybody tuning into the show especially on a weekly basis i mean it really really keeps us inspired and motivated to keep going because this is a free program it's a free podcast for you guys to listen to on a weekly basis so uh you know big thank you to all of you guys who have left a review and uh, who have shared the show. And, uh, you know, if you haven't, just uh, consider doing that and helping us out. It, it, it really does make a difference. And it also brings in new listeners, which, uh, which just bumps up the numbers and bumps up the search results. So uh, that would be fantastic. So next time on the show, we're going to be going over uh, a, an article from a vintage 1980s magazine uh, based on uh, that single line that Ben says to Luke uh, about the Clone Wars, which should be really interesting. May the Force be with you guys, and we'll see you next time on Star Wars Escape Live. Oh, hold, on, hold on a second, hold on a second before we stop here. Uh, we got another voicemail. Oh, morey, morey. Yeah, more. That's right, Georgia. All right, let's, let's play this last one, and uh, this is from uh, Cletus.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that Star Wars The Clone Wars show. That day, Blonisher sure knows what he's doing.
2: Hey, hold on a second. That—that that sounds
1: like Blake.